not supposed to tell this on on the live radio show, but <laughs> you were a good football player in that day. You went to Alabama or Ole Miss. And, you know, that's about who all they pull for here because we didn't have ESPN back in those days. Johnny Vaught was at Ole Miss. Of course, Bear Bryant and Tuscaloosa at Alabama. So long story short, I played ball at Hines Community College. And because they had a Mississippi State branch here, I went at night a couple semesters. So long story short, I graduated from Mississippi State. So you're ringing the cowbell then? <laughs> Hey, it's time for Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Glad to be here with you this afternoon. We're excited to uh, talk about the great outdoors, really a family event, an annual event at the Germantown Baptist Church. It's the Outdoor Expo and Wild Game Dinner. Ron McSwain's here. Ron, how long have you guys been doing this uh, event? At least 15 years, maybe longer. It keeps getting bigger and better, exciting what you guys are providing. When I say family, this isn't just a guy's thing. This is really for the entire family, right? That's for sure. We have uh, lots of games for kids. Uh, we've got even a little inflatable archery range for, for children that uh, Dr. Josh McDowell, uh, I almost said McDowell, <laughs> Dr. Josh Creason, who's our uh, children's pastor, and he's going to have a great time having everything set up for kids. Well, Kevin Anderton is back with us this year. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing well, and look forward to another outdoor expo. This will be uh, probably my... 14th one and Ron's 15th one. Well, do you have any fishing stories or maybe hunting stories since last time? You know, if you you ask me those questions, it's like people pull out their phones and show you pictures of their kids. I can show bucks. I can show ducks. I can show turkeys. I can show a lot of things. Oh, my goodness. I remember uh, talking with Dr. James Dobson, who started Focus on the Family, ran into him at a convention I was at. He and his son liked to go hunting, elk hunting and out in Colorado. And so he had his little collection of pictures, too, this show me you know and really what's exciting about the outdoors is that as i mentioned family and it's opportunity for you to connect with your children connect with your friends to meet new friends too right right well also thankful to have joining us on the phone mike giles mike is with the bass pro shops regional pro staff team member the drake outdoors elite team member just really an accomplished outdoorsman, award-winning wildlife photographer. And, Mike, I'm really excited about talking to you about wildlife photography or just photography because that's one of the joys of my life is being able to take pictures and one of my hobbies that I like to do. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Uh, (laughs) Mike, you're coming here. You're going to be the featured speaker for the Outdoor Expo and Wild Game Dinner. also want to mention that along with being an author, too, you spend a lot of time in the outdoors. You're also a champion turkey caller. Oh, yes, sir. I think I've won over 300 calling contests, but most of the time, the losers didn't live to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So we're really going to talk some turkey today. That's exactly right. And, you know, I've got a few with me uh, right here. That's a little bit of my natural voice. That's your natural voice. So you did that without a call? Yeah, that's part of it. I, I, <laughs> I don't do speeches, but I do tell stories, and I'll include some of my owl hooting, yelping, goblin, whatever. What are the three biggest mistakes that new turkey hunters make before they ever get into the woods? Uh, not knowing the lay of the land, including where the turkeys are, uh, probably talking too much, calling too much, and not really knowing what you're saying. 
you've got to know what you're doing. I mean, less is more if you don't know what you're doing. You need to get prepared for you to start calling those turkeys, right? Amen to that. <laughs> hey, it's, it's kind of like pitching a baseball game if you ever played baseball. I mean, you can't just go up there and say, well, I'm going to throw, you know, a fastball every time, or I'm going to throw a fastball in two curves. Uh, when I sit down, I really want to I want to have a turkey gobbling on the roost. And when he gets up, when I know where he's at, <clears throat> I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to give him just enough to know where I'm at. <laughs> and then I want him to be wanting me, want to plead with me. Yeah. Uh, so I give him just enough. What's your weapon of choice when you're hunting turkey? Actually, uh, I'm a shotgun man. For years, I used the 870, Remington 870 pump. But uh, as you get older, and those three-inch magnums, they will really pound your shoulder. So I had talked to some people about a actually a Benelli Vinci. It's real light. And I may have that shotgun on my knee for an hour. And, you know, some of those automatics or the old pump guns like I used to have, they get heavy. And... Uh, a Benelli Benson, you can shoot a three-inch magnum, and you won't even feel it. So it's light, and uh, when you're going up down these hills and hollows, hey, that's my favorite. Now, a lot of people are shooting with bows now, but let me tell you, if you draw a bow back without being in the blind and kill one, you've done something. Amen to that. <laughs> Have you been there, Kevin? Oh, yeah. I've, I've uh, been turkey hunting since the early 80s. It, it, I love it, and it's... Uh, uh, I echo uh, what Mike said. You know, a, a big key is 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 setup. You know, it, you want to get that turkey gobbling on the roost, and but you don't want to bust them. I mean, you you know, just depending on the lay of the land, get within a hundred yards or so, and then try and get work that turkey back to you. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a little bit of skill there, huh, Ron? I wouldn't know. <laughs> All I can do is bass fish. <laughs> Picks up some cornbread dressing and puts some turkey there, right? <laughs> I can do that real easy. Mike, do you remember your first turkey call? Very first time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, and this goes back to uh, I was uh, I had just met this beautiful young lady, and uh, she was also uh, a pianist. Uh, she was in the in the Meridian High School band. Uh, long story short, we went over to Oak Tibby Reservoir one Sunday afternoon. Got up on this hill over there by the Mercy Spillway, and you know how things are in the spring and. Uh, Everything's beautiful, and we're sitting there talking. <laughs> and off in the distance, I hear something. It's kind of like you've ever seen a light bulb go off in somebody when they learn how to do something. Yeah. Well, I kept hearing this in my in the background, and all of a sudden it dawned on me that I'm listening to a turkey gobble about a mile and a quarter across there. <laughs> so uh, I didn't have much you know, attention span for her that day, but the next morning I killed my first turkey as a result of that trip to the reservoir with her. So your wife kind of inspires you to get into the turkey hunting then. <laughs> well, I was already in the turkey hunting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, i just gotten into it. Started getting more involved with the turkey calling itself then. Oh, yeah. Well, here, here's the deal with that. I'll tell you the story. Uh, I've told a lot of people, Mr. Jack Dudley from DeKalb, Mississippi, he was a natural voice turkey caller. And he actually called... I'd, I'd never heard anybody using an actual voice. Mr. Jack was about 6'2", about 280, big guy for the day. And he said, hey, you want to learn how to talk turkey? He said, you get you a gobbler and two hens. He said, I'll tell you right now, hens are like women. He said, no, don't get me wrong, I, I like women. But he said, you know, they all say the same things, but they sound a little different. <laughs> and, you know, 
that's true. And so he just said, you know, hey, it's just about rhythm. You know, every lady, they sound good, but one may have a little higher-pitched voice. And and that's what he did. He said, uh, you just get the just one, two, three, four, the, the rhythm. You know, you just get that rhythm. And uh, I had already been hunting turkeys before I started that. And, you know, lo and behold, for my birthday, I come home one day. And I've got a gobbler and two hens there. Isn't that some kind of birthday present? Well, that's a great present, yeah. Absolutely. And (laughs) I learned that turkeys gobble at night. You know, we're real young. We sleep with the windows up in the middle of the night, that old turkey gobble. And I'd say, well, I guess he had a good dream. I didn't know they gobbled at night. But, you know, they hear noises and everything, too. And so they will shot gobble. But that's how I got it, Mr. Jack. He went up to Pennsylvania and got beat by all them boys up there. He came back to Yaleville, Arkansas, practiced about three months, and he whooped them all. My goodness. Wow. What a great story there, Mike. Of course, you grew up in Mississippi, right? That's exactly right. You know, I hunted and fished everything. My grandpa was my mentor. My dad carried me when I was young, squirrel hunting, but my grandfather was uh, an excellent sportsman. He did it all. So who do you typically pull for in the Egg Bowl each year? Well, I'm going to tell you, we live in Meridian, Mississippi. Are you Southern Miss? It's 90 miles from Tuscaloosa. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> we got an Alabama fan on the line, guys. <laughs> You're invited anyway, Mike. <laughs> hey, I'm not supposed to tell this on, on the live radio show, but if you were a good football player in that day, you went to Alabama or Ole Miss. And, you know, that's about who all they pull for here because we didn't have ESPN back in those days. Johnny Vaught was at Ole Miss. Of course, Bear Bryant at Tuscaloosa at Alabama. So long story short, I played ball at Hines Community College, and because they had a Mississippi State branch here, I went at night a couple semesters. So long story short, I graduated Mississippi State. So you ringing the cowbell then? (laughs) (laughs) I I follow all my in-state schools and then uh, SEC. I'm an SEC man. Okay. You learned to do the cowbell with your mouth? Hey, I can call wild hogs. I've done that. I you know, and I, I do call a lot of owls up as well, but I'm going to tell you, we found out real quick the owls ain't got much meat on them. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, tell us the first time you heard the gospel, were you ready to hear it or were you resistant when you first heard it? Well, I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Uh, I'm sitting in the back of a country church. I'm a kid, you know, probably 10, 11, 12, and all of a sudden the preacher said, he just, he, you know, you know how a preacher will be monotone sometime, and all of a sudden he got kind of excited, and he held up his hand. He said, there's two young men about this close between God and everybody coming down here to the front pew in front of God and everybody. So I don't think it was me, but he got my attention. We didn't move a muscle, I'm telling you. But uh, I was raised in the country, and uh, it wasn't any question, but you were going to church. And I can tell you, you talk about being under conviction. Uh, that's what happened to me at some point. I, I felt the calling, and, and, and that wasn't right till I went down and uh, made it right. And just, you know, I basically gave my life to him. What a wonderful story, Ron. And I know you the bet. focus of this whole event, bottom line, is we want families to come and have a good time. We want families to enjoy some delicious wild game cooking and the kids to play on all the events and people to enjoy being together. But bottom line, we want people to be able to hear the greatest message, as Mike just shared, 
of Jesus Christ. Absolutely, and I'm sure Mike will share that, and we'll have uh, men and ladies uh, in place to counsel with people who want to make that decision uh, and set it in concrete. Yeah. Mike, all the years you've been hunting, I'm sure you've kind of discovered maybe some parallels possibly with turkey hunting to living out your faith in Christ. Absolutely. Uh, I can tell you I've had a lot of things happen, and uh, I've chronicled a few of them in uh, my book, Passion of the Wild, my first book. And I'm going to tell you a quick, one quick story. I was about three and a half hours from home with my nephew out in the middle of the woods over at Mahana Wildlife Management Area. And, you know, a lot of guys get away from home and they think they can do what they want to do. So we're walking through the woods, and there's a there's a twenty two rifle and scope laid up against the tree. And we walk all the way up to the tree and look up the tree, and about 30 foot high, there was a man in that tree, and he looks down at me and says, Hey, Mike, how are you? Well, guess what? That man knew me from reading me in the paper for about 20 years. I didn't even know who he was. (laughs) And so, you know, uh, to me, becoming a Christian is about freedom. You know, you're you're given, if you want to live your life with purpose, then you're going to follow Christ. Uh, It's not about what you can or can't do. But I'm going to tell you, you're not going to be satisfied chasing a deer or turkey or winning the Bassmasters Classic. Uh, one of my friends won the Bassmasters Classic, and it really spelled the end of his career. He couldn't handle it, but he was doing things for the wrong reason. He didn't know what he should have done. So I'm just saying there's, you know, there's a lot of different stories. But my grandpa, you know, he was about 6'4". Back in the day when I grew up with him, he was a roofing contractor. I'm not near as tall or big as him, but he raised me to believe I could do anything. He was a Christian man. He went to church on Sundays. He wasn't perfect. But let me tell you right now, he would command your respect. It didn't make no difference if you were the governor or who. And he told me, he said, son, it's what's between your ears that count, not how tall or big you are. And to me, that's that's part of it. We can have an influence, and that's part of my book. I mean, I'm not trying to sell books now. I'm in my third printing. But I told stories about people that I'd met, and I said, imagine the possibilities and make a difference because we all have a place we can serve influence that's a really good word there mike so how do you like to connect the gospel with events similar to the one here in germantown on february 29th the outdoor expo and wild game dinner how do you normally share and how how do you normally present what you do when you come to an event like this basically of course you know sometimes i do seminars with casting and turkey calling and work with kids beforehand but during the actual presentation, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to yip and holler and carry on owl hoot, you know, and I'm going to tell stories about successful people or maybe how somebody's overcome an obstacle or me and bring it on down. I'm talking about having passion. If you don't have passion in your life, uh, you know, imagine what a dull world it'd be. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, at the end of the day, I would bring it down to two or three different instances, but you know, passion without Christ, yes, it's meaningless, really. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I I used to fish tournaments. Uh, I fish for fun now. I guide some, but I fish for my own satisfaction. But back when I was fishing, we'd see a boy. He'd start out with a 20-horsepower motor on that aluminum boat. First thing you know, he's got a 115. Then when they come out with 150, he's at a 150. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's going to soup one up, and he beat everybody to the hole. 
you must go by and where's old John at? <laughs> oh man, he's over he's riding horses now. Well, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people go from one hobby to the next hobby, and you know they're looking for something, and uh, they probably don't know what they're looking for, but they're not satisfied. So to me, that's that's what I get down and kind of bring it home. There's that God-shaped vacuum in all of us who we've heard about. And, That's right. You know, we can try all kinds of things to fill it up with, hobbies and habits, but only God can really fill that. Byron, I, and this is Kevin, I, to me, so many outdoors, been, when you really appreciate the outdoors, you're appreciating God's creation when you're out there. Yeah. It's not about, the you know, shooting a turkey or shooting a deer or whatever. That's a great bonus if it, if it happens. But being out there and in, in experiencing God's creation like that, and yeah. just giving thanks when you're out there. I mean, yeah. it means something deep to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Just the other day, uh, I was, uh, I've been working pretty diligently on this outdoor expo and wild game dinner, and uh, uh, I was a little worn out, a little tired. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, my buddy called me, Ed Morocco, and says, uh, why don't we go fishing? We went fishing. He caught four bass. I caught two. They were small. But let me tell you something. I've never felt more relaxed because i was out there in god's creation yeah. just what kevin said yeah and i was enjoying it and I, it just took all that pressure away yeah. of trying to perform and get everything done that's a good word there ron uh now i also understand mike that you're associated with the bass pro shops do you ever go hunting with johnny morris well i, I have not done that yet uh you know I'm a, I'm a regional pro staff member and i do a lot of public relations and and that is such as what we're doing up here. And, you know, Bass Pro is all about, you know, family and the outdoors, promoting positive interaction. I can tell you that because of my, you know, seminars, working with kids, I've done that about probably 30-something years. I got a call one day from the Bass Pro uh, GM over at Pearl, Mississippi, and said, I want you on my team. And so it kind of grown from there, and uh, it's uh, – I know it's not where I go in every day and punch a clock, but it's one of the things I do to help spread, you know, the positive news of the outdoors. And, of course, we talk about being a Christian as well. In some of those responsibilities, classes, is that mainly what you do with Bass Pro? We'll give seminars on site and uh, all different kinds. It's how to, where to, what to use. Usually it's for people that want to learn how. Yeah. And uh, and I do it on site. Some days we'll come, and, and it's, it's a long day, but I may get there at a, say at germantown at three o'clock and we may have you know 40 kids out there and i'm showing them how to you know a lot of kids know how but a lot of them don't have a daddy yeah somebody to show them and we'll show them some basics and uh and sometimes it, that's the only thing we do when i go somewhere wow it's learn how to talk turkey or learn how to tie a knot cast i've never seen anybody that couldn't use a casting reel if they didn't have if they had somebody to show them how to use it properly yeah and I, sometimes I've had ladies, older ladies, I could take one of my rod and reels from Bass Pro and set it, and they can throw a casting reel. That goes back to that satisfaction you were talking about, you know, about serving others, putting others first. That's right. You're an award-winning wildlife photographer, so are, are you a Canon or a Nikon guy? Well, uh, Canon. Okay, good. He's a good guy then. No. <laughs> what do you like to photograph? What type of wildlife do you like to photograph? Turkeys or all wildlife? Well, yes, uh... My primary, when I'm doing magazine articles, I do a lot of magazine articles. And as a matter of fact, uh, this month, Mississippi Sportsman, I've got one on catching crappie, and I've also got one on bass fishing. But it started out point and shoot, 
you know, showing pictures of people. But then if you're doing uh, deer is the big draw most of the time in magazines. So I would go out hunting with my camera and do it just like I had a gun and uh, try to shoot deer with my camera. And turkeys, you only have about a window of about six weeks to turkey hunt. And, you know, I hunt turkey uh, to call them up and shoot them. Wow. So I don't get to do as much turkey photography. Uh, I call for a lot of people as well. Is there a website that people can go and view some of your work? Well, you can check me out. You can check out some of my things, Mike Giles Outdoors on Facebook. Uh, I have a limited website, passionofthewild.com. Uh, need to update it a little bit. Okay. Uh, Michael, the middle initial is O, Giles, Brady, Mississippi on Facebook, and you can look at my photos, and you'll see all kind of people with deer and turkey. Uh, I've got a plethora of pictures in there, if you look on the photo section. All right. You've got a lot of deer. Nice. My, on that book I was referring to, Passion of the Wild, it's a nice book that I shot. With. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's on the front. That's one of the pictures I took. Uh, I go. I used to go duck duck hunting a lot in Mississippi Delta, and I would I would do some retrieval photos. And I won some awards for that back in the day when you didn't see much of that. And uh, we'd hunt, and then I would get some retrievals. I'll tell you what, guys, we're going to have to give some details now because the Germantown Baptist Church Outdoor Expo and Wild Game Dinner is on its way. It's coming February 29th. Ryan, is there going to be duck durves? That's why I always ask you every year. <laughs> is there going to be enough duck durves for everybody? I don't know about enough for everybody, but <laughs> but I can assure you, you'll get some duck durves. If, in case you don't know what that is, folks, uh, that's a duck breast wrapped in bacon and char grilled. It's been marinated, and you think you've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> Of course, we've got ladies and thing. I don't want to eat any of that wild game stuff, but there's going to be some regular food too. Sure, uh, we got a smoked whole hog by made by the uh, a two-time winner of the Memphis and May Barbecue Fest, Tom Sampson. Yep. Uh, and then uh, there's uh, for little kids that don't want to eat the, the game. We've got uh, chicken tenders and many other things. We'll have elk. We'll have dove. We'll have duck. We'll have deer. We'll have it. We'll have it all. The event gets underway on the 29th of February. What times do the doors open? Four o'clock. We'll have 20, 25 vendors there as well. The dinner will start at six. So people will be coming in between four and six. And then we'll have a, a lot of door prizes. Uh, it's like Christmas. Everybody, just about everybody's going to go away with something. And then Mike will have his presentation. It'll go about an hour and a half, hour and 45 from six o'clock. Okay. You can get your tickets in advance right now for $15 at the door for 20 Children 12 and under are 5 bucks. This is a great opportunity for, for dads to bring daughters and his sons, or if they want to bring mom too. You know, everybody's welcome. This is a family event, and you're going to have a lot of fun. No doubt about it. Ron, if you give them the website and where they can order tickets as well. I can. It's germantownbaptist.org backslash outdoor expo. Hey, Mike, what are you looking forward to the most about this event coming up on February 29th? Well, I'll enjoy meeting new people and hope to meet a lot of young people there. Uh, I grew up without sisters or anything like that, and all I had was girls. So I promote girls and ladies in the outdoors, and uh, I hope to meet a lot of them and uh, be able to spread our passion. What's the most humorous thing that's happened to you going hunting? Well, <laughs> I can tell you, probably the, uh, the one of the most humorous things, right off the tip of my tongue, we had a young man, 
uh, lived up in Jackson area, and he worked with us on the roof. And but he he was one of the spillway regulars. He would catch striped bass, crappie. Long story short, uh, Pee Wee we called him. Uh, you know, you go up there this afternoon, you catch thirty crappie, and you talk to Pee Wee. Oh, I caught sixty this morning. And uh, you know, you kill a eight point buck, he killed a ten point. <laughs> So, you know, this went on, and I, I didn't have any reason to doubt it. So he goes up to Webster County with us, with uh, several of our uh, uncles and cousins and stuff, and uh, we see 20, 30 deer a day. About three days go by, and Pee-wee hadn't seen anything. We came into the little camp area there. This is 40 years ago. And uh, everybody sat down, and my uncle looked up and said, Pee-wee, I know why you ain't seeing no deer. He said, Why? He said, because you you're too busy counting your money. <laughs> he said, yes, you are. You got $87.35 in your pocket. And his jaw dropped to the ground. He sat there and counted his money on that deer stand, and my uncle had got close enough to hear him counting out loud, and he never knew he was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Great story there, Mike. Well, friends, don't forget now, this is going to be an event you want to bring the entire family. It's the annual event at Germantown Baptist Church. It is the big outdoor expo and wild game dinner, Saturday, February 29th, and it's going to be in the Faith Building. Expo opens at 4 p.m. Dinner starts at 6. Go to the website. It's at germantownbaptist.org, right? Yeah. Forward slash outdoor expo. But if you go to germantownbaptist.org, you can go ahead and buy those tickets in advance. Let me say to our Christian friends, if you've got a buddy at work, you've got somebody that you've been wanting to uh, come to church, but they don't really want to come to church, this is probably a perfect bridge. Amen. That's absolutely. It's a perfect bridge. We'll have a lot of families there. Look, there'll be 800, 900 or more people there. It's a big event yes, and uh, a lot of camaraderie and, and a lot of uh, uh, wildlife mounts. We'll have, we'll have a full-size uh, grizzly bear mount there. We'll, we'll have a lot of great things for people to see. Great picture ops for the family, too. Come out and have a great time at this. Ron, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. Mike, God bless you, my brother. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom through the great outdoors and using it as a platform to share the gospel. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.